Welcome to Entertainment Source Interviews. This podcast covers interviews with people of interest, including celebrities and celebrity profiles. I am your host, Mary Jensen. There are two mini interviews and two celebrity profiles in this episode of Entertainment Source Interviews. Everything is read by me. I can't play the interviews as they were recorded last year before I knew I was going to do a podcast. The recordings were for me only to use as a guide to write articles. John Bon Jovi, Orange is the New Black's Leah Delaria, singer-songwriter Joe Macy, and spray paint artist Donovan Michael Nitzel are covered in this episode. John Bon Jovi, Above and Beyond, a profile of John Bon Jovi by Mary Jensen. John Bon Jovi is an American rock band formed in 1983 in Saverville, New Jersey. The band consists of singer John Bon Jovi, keyboardist David Bryan, drummer Tico Torres, guitarist Phil X, and bassist Hugh McDonald. Previous bassist Alec John Such parted ways in 1994, and longtime guitarist and co-songwriter Richie Sambora left in 2013. Bon Jovi has over 30 albums with hit songs including Living on a Prayer, It's My Life, Wanted Dead or Alive, You Give Love a Bad Name, and Bad Medicine. He's appeared in over 15 movies, including Young Guns 2, The Leading Man, and Destination Anywhere. He's been active since his debut album in 1984 and has won numerous awards. Bon Jovi's accomplishments don't stop there. He is the founder of the John Bon Jovi, JBJ, Foundation, helped open the ex- and expanded Joseph's House Homeless Shelter, and more. Most recently, he honored our veterans and their services with his new song, Unbroken. Together we can make a difference, one soul at a time. The John Bon Jovi Soul Foundation has helped provide support for over 600 units of affordable and supportive housing in 10 states for thousands of people, including youth and veterans. The Soul Foundation's expanded mission helps those in need of a warm, nutritious meal and now operates in two JBJ Soul Kitchens in New Jersey. Find your good and do it. In October 2011, the foundation expanded by opening the JBJ Soul Kitchen in Red Banks, New Jersey, to address a food of insecurity. The community kitchen serves nutritious farm-to-table dishes in a restaurant atmosphere. Diners contribute either by volunteering hours or a monetary donation for their meals. JBJ Soul Kitchen has provided thousands of hot, delicious meals. The JBJ Soul Kitchen also runs the Employment and Empowerment Team, EET, program, which connects a team of volunteer coaches with qualified kitchen volunteers. The volunteer coaches utilize their professional expertise to aid with resume writing, interview skills, job coaching, financial counseling, legal advice, and job placement. The EET program has assisted kitchen volunteers with over 100 job offers with a 97% successful placement rate. Bon Jovi honors our veterans with his new song, Unbroken. Bon Jovi is honoring our veterans in their service with his song, Unbroken. For the next 12 months until November 2020, all proceeds from the song will go to the Patriotic Service Dog Foundation. 
Bon Jovi wrote the anthem for the new documentary, To Be of Service, about veterans who live with the PTSD and their service animals who help heal them. Bon Jovi helps open Expanded Joseph's House Homeless Shelter. Camden, New Jersey, located at 555 Atlantic Avenue and operating year-round, seven nights a week. Joseph's House of Camden is a homeless facility committed to meet immediate essential needs of its guests, as well as their long-term needs for pathways out of chronic homelessness. They work collaboratively with others to aid the homeless men and women of Camden by offering a continuum of service including emergency shelter, food, access to addiction services, mental and physical health, as well as on-site access to the Camden County Board of Social Services. The John Bon Jovi Self Foundation partnered with several organizations to help provide funding to help open Joseph's House in its current location. Joseph's House remains committed to meeting both the immediate and long-term needs of guests who seek service at their doors. Heart and Dagger classics never go out of style. Classics never go out of style. Ripped jeans, studded, and bleached, they are all denim trends that come and go. We believe no matter what you do, don't do it for today, do it for a lifetime. Heart and Dagger isn't reinventing denim, they're perfecting it. Dedicated to American craftsmanship and bringing you everyday pieces that are classic, timeless, and comfortable. Heart and Dagger, made with swagger, right here in the USA. Bon Giovanni Pasta Sauces. Bon Giovanni is a household name made famous by the eldest musician son of John Bon Giovanni Sr. In a recent years, while feeding everyone from friends and neighbors to charities and the occasional world leader, there was one thing we heard over and over again. You need to bottle this sauce. Maybe it was the aroma of sautéed garlic and the onions in the air while the large pot simmered. Maybe it was simply the idea of a big bowl of pasta that brought us all together. Well, after years of encouragement, Mr. B has agreed to produce his family's classic pasta with that portion of the proceeds to be donated to charity. Bon Giovanni brand was created to help support the bon, John Bon Jovi Soul Foundation. For links and to learn more about these charities and how you can donate, please visit the Entertainment Source Interviews podcast link on my website at entertainment-source.com. Orange is the New Black's Leah Deliria, New Jazz Club, New Series, and a Surprise on Broadway by Mary Jensen. Leah Deliria seems to have achieved overnight stardom with her two-time SAG Award-winning role as Big Boo in the Netflix hit series Orange is the New Black. However, Deliria's multifaceted career as a comedian, actress, and jazz musician has spanned decades. She holds the distinction of being the first openly gay comic on television in America, which led to countless television and film roles. She was the featured vocalist at the 50th anniversary of the Newport Jazz Festival and has performed in some of the most prestigious houses in the world, including Carnegie Hall, Lincoln Center, the Chicago Symphony, Hollywood Bowl, and the Royal Albert Hall. It was the past summer that Leah's lifelong dream of opening her own jazz club became a reality. She teamed up with jazz restaurateur 
Frank Christopher of New York City Smoke Jazz and Supper Club to open the club, Provincetown's newest nightclub. The club is a new kind of dining experience in the heart of Provincetown, Massachusetts. Eat, drink, and enjoy intimate performances from world-class entertainers in an idyllic seaside setting. Deliria performed several shows at the club during Women's Week. It was really interesting to watch her performing her jazz after seeing her on Orange is New Black. In between numbers, she did a little of her comedy act. She is a hoot and sometimes cracks herself up as much as she does the audience. It was like night and day watching her do a jazz song or two, every, very classy with a full band, and then break into the comedy. It went back and forth like that throughout the entire show. She performed a few songs from her sixth album, House of David, which is a collection of David Bowie songs. She performed other hits as well. Deliria is currently in the process of filming on an upcoming Hulu series called Reprisal, a femme fatale thriller. Reprisal is a hyper-noir story that follows Catherine, played by Abigail Spencer, a relentless femme fatale who, after being left for dead, sets out to take revenge against her brother and his bombastic gang of gearheads. Deliria will play Queenie, the crowned matriarch of the banished brawlers. Queenie has played an integral part in the rise of the Bang and Rang, the chaotic burlesque club. The gang is known for. In charge of the money in the shows, Queenie's tenure has occurred her a plenty of secrets. When Doris makes her return as Catherine Harlow, many of those secrets may be unearthed. Deliria also teased us with this announcement. I will be on a Broadway soon playing a part that was written just for me. And that's all I'm allowed to tell you, she said with a laugh. Keep your eyes peeled as Leah Deliria is back and ready to wow you with something new. Joe Macy Goes Tropical Style by Mary Jensen The first time I interviewed Joe Macy was in 1994. He had been, and still is, one of New England's most celebrated entertainers. He had just opened for country music legend Waylon Jennings at Indian Ranch in Webster, Massachusetts, and was getting ready to leave for Nashville within the next year. The next time I saw Joe was in 2013. I had just started a new job, and he began there the same day. I walked over to him and said, Joe Macy, what are you doing here? I thought I sent you off to Nashville. It turns out that the reason he moved to Nashville was a huge misconception back then. It was a misconception to a lot of people. It wasn't my intention to become a star. I went there to expand my career, to gain experience, and to record my album. It was important to me to record it in Nashville, said Joe. It was never my intent to get signed. I never even did a showcase. Macy did what everyone does when they move to the home of country music, networking and getting whatever work you can. I played downtown on the Broadway Lower District, Tootsie's, Orchid Lounge, the Opry Hotel, and anywhere else I could get in. I'd go in places and introduce myself, and eventually there would be a cancellation and I'd get in, he said. The 10-track CD of original title Lonesome Rider was recorded at Studio C in Nashville in 1995. 
Since then, the title track has sold over 50,000 certified units worldwide. Each song from the CD was released as a single. The only one still available for purchase is Lonesome Rider. You can buy and download it from all digital stores online. I remember clearly when I wrote the song. It came together quickly, said Macy. My motivation was a vision. This guy gets on a motorcycle. He's kind of a free spirit and he just wants to ride off into the sunset. It's about the experience of being alone on the road. Macy entertains all over New England long before he moved to Nashville, since 1976 to be exact. He was also in a wedding band from 1976 to 1988. Over the years, he's performed at hundreds of charity events, as well as performing for St. Jude's Radiothon for many years. He has open shows for George Jones, Wailing Jennings, Phil Vassar, The Beach Boys, John Conley, Charlie Daniels, and much more. Joe realized he wanted to be a musician when he began writing songs as as a way to deal with his dysfunctional family life. I had a tough childhood growing up. My stepfather never showed me any love, and there was abuse. In the early years, my mom was my support. She took me to lessons at at Pruinus, a small music store in Worcester. My stepfather hated the music. He didn't respect it. My mother loved that I was doing, and that was always a tug of war going on. Since moving back to Massachusetts in 1997, Macy has showed no signs of slowing down. He has been entertaining New England audiences for over 37 years. He grew up in Shrewsbury, Mass. I was getting homesick and I wanted to come home, he said. Joe has an extensive touring schedule, performing an average of five nights per week. He opened for Dwight Yoakam on the choral stage at the Indian Ranch in Webster, Massachusetts on August 18th. Joe Macy Goes Tropical is a new project that is slowly introducing as his new brand. I'm doing what I'm comfortable with, just as I've done throughout my career, singing, playing guitar, and doing all shows over all over New England, he said. It's just now it will be all geared more to Jimmy Buffett and more of the tropical style. Joe has an extensive set list of original tunes, and Buffett has always been included in that list. He's recently gone south to Myrtle Beach and parts of Florida. I'm getting closer to retirement, and I'm determined that is where I want to live in a few years. Somewhere tropical, and playing music there is just the last job I do. As far as his brand goes, he said, I have a graphic artist who's working on a new logo and a new t-shirt design. There will be all new merchandise geared toward the island life and theme. The new merchandise was introduced at his recent Indian Ranch show. Macy is also working on having bongo drums added to his solo acoustic show. I'm looking into several bongo players now. I recently worked with percussionist John Gurton at a show at the Mill in Worcester. It really enhances my music and my new brand will be completely tropical. I want it all, the relaxing clothing, relaxed atmosphere, and casual flip-flops to go along with it, he said laughing. Macy has also done many acoustic duo shows with vocalist Lynn Garretts. I discovered her by accident. 
I hadn't done a duo act in quite some time, so I was looking online and came across a singer that was a graduate of my high school. I read she had her own rock band. It also said that she enjoys performing acoustically. I introduced myself and asked her if she wanted to try a duo. We tried it out and it clicked. However, her music doesn't really fit into my new band brand. She isn't so much into the tropical theme, but she has been she has been a little. We're still working together occasionally, but ultimately she knows I'm le leaning into this new project, said Macy. I asked Joe if he ever thought about writing any new songs. Mary, people have been on my case to write new music since Lonesome Rider. I got writer's block and then lost some motivation. I really hit the wall on it. People keep telling me they want more Joe Macy music. I'd love to write some tunes with a tropical feel and release a four-song sampler. I'm just waiting for inspiration to strike, he said. Macy has several con contacts down on the Gulf. Through a mutual friend, he met Jimmy Buffett's sister Lulu, who owns a re restaurant down there. She told him to come on down, and she would hire him to sing. He has connections all over down south, and that want to hire him. All my equipment is state-of-the-art. I have the contacts, and I know what to do, but right now the timing is off, he said. I'm waiting until my daughters are through college. I'm not sure yet where I'll, where I'll end up down there, but they know Dad is probably going to end up playing in a tiki bar somewhere. You can visit Joe Macy at joemacy.com and check out his schedule. An interview with spray paint artist Donovan Michael Nitzo by Mary Jensen. I recently attended a fall festival in Southbridge, Massachusetts. There were tables of vendors selling homemade soaps, jewelry, and an array of other items. I spotted a young man making art using spray paint. I had to check it out, and I'm glad I did. He had a few of his paintings for sale. I was blown away. It was so detailed, and the colors were exquisite. I couldn't believe this was done with spray paint. I watched him as he worked on a custom piece requested by an onlooker. He was very passionate and intense on what he was creating, and it was amazing to watch him work so effortlessly. He said he had only been painting like this for a few months. I knew then that I wanted to interview him. Donovan Michael Niesel, a native of New York City, now residing in Southbridge, Massachusetts, decided one day that he wanted to do spray paint art. Other than his regular art classes in high school, Donovan had never done any kind of art. Most people kind of find their talent in their 20s, the kind of talent that makes you unique, he said. I was like, I wonder what it's going to be for me, said Donovan. He went on to tell me how one night when he was couldn't sleep, he went on YouTube to look around, and one click led to another and until he stumbled upon a video of someone doing spray paint art. I remembered seeing it as a kid in New York City. Spray paint art is a big thing on the streets there, he said. And he explained how it had originated in Mexico and has made its way to all the major cities. So when I saw it on YouTube, I watched a bunch of videos of people creating this art with cans of spray paint. There weren't any tutorials on how to do it, so I'm basically self-taught, said Donovan. 
He immediately woke his wife and showed her what he'd found. I told her, I need to try this. He said, I, he tried it and created an amazing piece of on the first try. Donovan is currently seeking out galleries to show and sell his work. He is a member of the Connecticut Artist Guild, where he is currently the only spray paint artist. They have given me multiple opportunities to put my art in different galleries around Connecticut, said Donovan. I'm in the process of trying to figure all that out now. Donovan says he is extremely religious and attends the House of Destiny Church in Southbridge. He came to meet Pastor Esteban at a children's event. It was the first big event that I did, he said. He asked me if I could get my stuff and we'll sell bottom line pricing and everyone can come and get a painting. I did it and he told me I could pick up my check at the church on Sunday. So that is how I started there. And I love it, he said. Donovan donates to the church by giving them paintings to sell or raffle off and the church keeps their profits. Donovan has also teamed up with another church member in making and painting tables. He gets the tables, and I paint them, and we split the profits, he said. I asked Donovan if he has done any portraits. He has not, but would love to, and has been seriously thinking about trying it. I've been looking into different techniques and ways to make stencil options. Checking out different saturation and light levels, he said. He explained that he would have to cut each out separately, layer them on top of each other, and create something that gives you somewhat of an illusion of what it will look like. He explained some of his techniques. Spray paint in itself is a, all abstract. It's made to look like something that it's not. It's a bunch of rub marks. With a brush, you can add so much detail, but with spray paint, it's all rubbing the paint together to get different looks, said Donovan. It's layers of paint, and when rubbed, it becomes streaks and looks like water, rocks, buildings, or whatever you're creating. The point is to have the illusion of what it would look like when, it, in fact, you are just moving paint around. You are adding textures upon textures to get that illusion. Donovan was in the Army for two years, but had non-affiliated accident that ended his military career. He was struck by a metal wire in the woods while running. It took him at the waist and he was thrown against a tree, fracturing his back and slipping both discs. He says he is not planning on doing the art full-time at the moment. I got a chance to possibly attend the Worcester Public Academy, P Police Academy in December. Southbridge offered to sponsor me, he said. So that is my goal as a career path. Donovan does not have physical location to host his art at the moment. His mother-in-law wants to buy his apartment building that has a storefront in it. She wants to give it to me and my wife, so I have a place to sell my work, said Donovan. His wife, Brooke Elizabeth Basara, has her own business called Glass Angels. Right now, she sells her merchandise online, but the storefront would provide a location for her as well. If we get the store, we are going to combine our businesses and call it Axis Angels, he said, smiling. I had Donovan do a piece of art for me at the festival. I asked if he could paint a palm tree in rainbow colors with the ocean and beach. He said he had never done anything with a palm tree in different colors. He is not afraid to try new techniques and push the envelope. He said he would try it and it came out great.
You can find Donovan Brooks Neitzel on Facebook and on Instagram at Axis underscore arts underscore 19. Entertainment Source Interviews is an Entertainment Source production. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and where you listen to your podcasts. You can follow Entertainment Source Interviews on Twitter and Facebook. If you would like to make a donation to our tip jar, you can find the link in the episode notes. Thanks for listening. Check out my other podcast, It's Just a Ghost.